Welcome to a football show Thursday edition on a gorgeous Thursday afternoon in Nashville. Of course, brought to you by only Sinker. in Nashville. Apparently, it's a little dreary up here in Goodlettsville. Oh, that's no good. Uh, brought to you by Sinker's Beverages and the Kingston Group, our two awesome local sponsors here on a football show. That's Zach Lyons, everybody. Hello, Zach. How are you, sir? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes. Uh, my name is Braden Gall. Of course, you can get to me on Twitter machine at Braden Gall at Edwards Pod and subscribe to Stacking the Inbox. Really cool stuff with sinkers. We'll get to that in just a minute. The reigning defending champs, Zach, of Nashville Liquor Stores, named best liquor store in the city in 2022. They also have uh, a, a sister store up in uh, up in Hendersonville, Bluegrass. So make sure if you're in that area, apparently where the weather is not all that great, uh, make sure you go shop at Bluegrass. And uh, if you're down here in downtown, make sure you check out Sinkers. Uber Eats, search Sinkers. They drive so you could drink. Are you, are you just not going to set it up? I mean, like, uh, well, I, so I got to keep you on your toes. I got to keep yeah. you on your toes. Um, we'll we'll give you some more information. I knew about... you. That's what you were going to angle for when you kind of went silent. So I was going to make you signal. I'm going to make you <laughs> eat up the dead air and cause it. It does make like uh, so. If you know anything about me, you've ever been around me. My wife knows this about me. Like if I am sitting in silence around other humans at any point, in a room, at a bar. On a live stream podcast, if I am sitting in a room with other humans and it's silent, just know that I'm dying inside. <laughs> like I can't handle the silence. It just it, like my anxiety just starts to ratchet up. So it makes me very uncomfortable. Well done, Zach. I'm I'm already off off kilter. To main main topic on the show today. Before we tell you about how you can get tickets to our exclusive first round NFL draft watch party, courtesy of Sinkers. Um, main topic on the show. We've talked a lot. Zach, every single week, every single, almost every show, there's a new angle on trading up to draft a quarterback. The Titans continue to interview all these quarterbacks, doing their diligence. We've covered every every quarterback from every possible angle. What we have not really done on the show is discuss the actual act of trading up to draft a quarterback and how successful it has been. 31 times a team has traded up in the first round to draft a quarterback in the modern era, which is 1970 until today. And we've got all the data. We've got all 31 trades. We'll take a look at all of them, which ones worked, which ones didn't, which ones are comparable to where the Titans are at in this current situation. Uh, we'll get into all of that. So uh, a deep dive, as it were, on a football show. Uh, uh, so that's going to be the main focus of our conversation today. We'll touch on a couple of news topics. There was a, a, a leak from ESPN. Matt Miller suggested maybe the Titans are taking, the Titans are taking an edge rusher at number 11 uh, and that the trading is not really coming from inside the building. It's not inside the house. The phone call is not coming from inside the house yet. Um, we'll get to that. And then, of course, Jeffrey Simmons press conference as well. So other than that, what'd you guys do on F words? Tell everybody about what you got uh, on F words and stack in the inbox. Uh, we we just kind of like went off crazy in the uh, in football <laughs> or the F words. You know, I, I kind of came in a, a little hot coming off the links after going uh, uh, no bogey, all pars and uh, Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I mean, it was a scramble, but I mean, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I did some of the work, um, <laughs> and so we we came in hot. We talked about all kinds of different things. I mean, we we just kind of went. We didn't even get through all of our topics because we went through other topics that we had planned, and uh, we talked about you know why Big Jeff's contract's not that difficult to maneuver around and be able to actually pay more. We've talked about, you know, draft strategies. We talked about the different quarterbacks. We kind of, I kind of went down this little rabbit hole of comparing CJ Stroud to Sam Darnold. So, you know, oh, wow. And I got to go through this stuff. That's why you <laughs> well, got to go listen. 
we're all working through it together. We're all working through it together. So we'll get Sam Darnold on this list, of course. Sam yes. Darnold on this list. Uh, Zach did all the drinking yesterday, according to D Good, which I, I'm assuming he knocked a few in and knocked a few back. I'm assuming yeah, I, I did. So. <laughs> that is the only way one should play golf. That is for sure. Uh, the link to purchase draft party tickets is now in the chat. I have successfully, as a 40 year old man, successfully copied a link and pasted it into the YouTube chat. It's on the YouTube chat, so make sure you go to the YouTube page. It'll also, also be in the show. Also currently in the YouTube and Facebook descriptions. Oh, there you go. See, it's also in the current it's also in the descriptions. Um look at us using technology. So it is we do we have not posted this like publicly. We don't send it out. Um this is for you guys who are loyal loyal listeners who come to the link from this show, who are listening and watching the show. We want to hang out with people who love the Titans, who enjoy this product, who want to hang out with Zach and get all of his takes in real time. So um, we're going to have some cool stuff for you. We'll do some trivia, some competition stuff there to try to project the top 10 picks. All you can eat, all you can drink, of course, uh, catered by Jaspers, beverages by Sinkers, really cool private event space there in Wedgwood, Houston on 4th Avenue. And um, it, it's going to be a ton of fun because all the money will go to charity our kids uh, center here in Tennessee, the third largest charity of its kind, protecting and helping uh, take care of sexually abused children. So all for a good cause. It's going to be a great time. I only think we have like 10 tickets left. So That's the link, good. link is in the show notes. Um, and we know most of you who are coming. So we're super excited about that. So check it out. Sinkers I Medical. have no clue who's coming so besides you and Stoney and Joe. So I like to be surprised though. I just want to, I'd rather be surprised. Other members of the fantasy league as well are coming. So this, this is for the loyalist of most loyal listeners. And that's why you join the in crowd at sinkers. Of course, as well, you get cool insider tips, allocations, potential trips, uh, to, to fancy tastings and things of that nature. So check out sinkers, uh, as well as the Kingston group, Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. Um, no bucks. Mom is not coming. Although I would love to hang out with bucks. Mom. That's, that sounds weird, but I promise you it's not. <laughs> I think she worked for like the Carter administration. I would love to just pick her brain about her career is what I meant. <laughs> so she, she's, um, she's in the political realm. Yeah. It'd be she's awesome. Been, she's she's yeah, probably she's, had a few people killed, you know, had a, um, I don't, this sinkers and Kingston group Four Forty sports, not condoning the opinion of Zach Lyons <laughs> that Buck rising's mother had someone killed. That is hey, not just how the government not, works, man. It's how the United States government works. You just don't know what's going to, what's going on behind those scenes. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Carter. You watch, hey, listen, if you watched born uh, identity, you would be uh, up on this. You'd be <laughs> all up in this. Okay. All right. Uh, I do love the born series. Uh, Robert Ludlam. Great writer. Okay. Kingston Group, by the way, as I was talking about, Kingston Group, go if you have any home needs, renovation, custom home, buying or selling, talk to the Kingston Group. Great and amazing people here in town. They'll take care of you. Okay. Uh, real quickly, just a couple of notes here that are really short, and then we'll get to the mainstream, the bigger conversation today about quarterbacks and trading up to get them. Um, Jeffrey Simmons has his his announce, uh, announcement press conference for the D. We don't have a still don't have like 100% of the details of the contract. It was like um, hardly any details. Now, Jared Stillman put out details, but if you start adding up all Jared Stillman's numbers, none of them add up to anything that he said. Like, it is the worst tweet <laughs> or contract ever? Because I went through and I started double checking it and started adding stuff together, and it was all off. I mean, he's he's off everywhere. I, he said he had a copy of the contract. Now it's per his source. It's just, you know, there's no contract numbers out there. And your uh, audio just went down. So it's just me talking right now. Your audio is down. Uh, so anyway, 
get off the screen. There we go. So he'll come back in a second. Thank you for listening, sticking with us. Big Jeff talked about his contract at a press conference. And uh, guess what? I got no takeaways from it. And this would, would make Braden so mad that I'm just going to, you know, go out on a limb and just say it. There, there you go. There we go. See, I just did it. Next, next time that happens, just leave. You don't have to, like, start signaling, like, with smoke screens or stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> all I thought about was how I thought Stillman was still dead, though, during your rant there. Because I thought Jim Wyatt murdered him in his last mailbag. So I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think he was still alive, tweeting and talking on the radio. Um, so I'm sure whatever you said, an amazing point about that was uh, posted on. Yeah, you're, you're going in and out. I don't know what's going on over at the uh, Braden Gall household anymore. But anyway... If you got any large takeaways from the big Jeff contract, you got you got at least one more than me. The the big uh, the press conference and stuff. I took nothing away from it. It was unexciting, uninspiring. Um, but hey, at least he's here. That's really all I care about. At least he's here. At least he's playing for the Tennessee Titans. Um, I guess you could say one good takeaway is that him and the relationship with owner um, Amy Adams Strunk is very strong. Um. Too bad she didn't build that same kind of relationship with A.J. Brown, I guess. But, you know, it is what it is. That's in the past, and we're looking forward to the future, and we're building around Big Jeff. And there you go. That is your Big Jeff press conference talks. So I'm really going to move right on along. I'll carry this show if I have to. It wouldn't be the first time I've done a show. Matt Miller today put out a – and ESPN put out a, like, what are we hearing article and all this kind of stuff. And – they basically put out something about what um, the beat writer thinks the Tennessee Titans are going to do. And then he puts out something with the team talking about essentially what do we think or what are we hearing from other teams, from other NFL execs about this team. And in the article, this is what he writes. He writes, Matt Miller says, that everyone outside Tennessee Things still trade up, but no one in the organization is saying it directly. Dot, dot, or dash, dash, yet. Tennessee is considering several positions in round one, and the most common scenario shared among NFL sources is Tennessee staying at number 11 and aiming for a pat rusher, pass rusher. Now, this is from NFL league sources, NFL execs. Ultimately, I would be very surprised unless the pass rusher is like Will Anderson, maybe Nolan Smith, that they're really going to go for pass rusher. Uh, I I think the first part of it with the quarterback thing is like the Titans aren't coming out and saying they're trying to trade up yet, but they're trying to trade up. Like it's not directly, it's indirectly. So that's where we're at right here in the fact that does anybody believe this? Like maybe they're going to go with edge. Let's see if he's back. Are you back? I, I, my dongles, man, I blame Steve jobs altogether. So all I, dongles. I, I've already moved I, past I the big Jeff talk, by the all way, right, I, I just breezed good. right through it. They, they all love each other. And I think it's great that Amy Adams drunk sent him a nice text message. Yeah. If, if only AJ, she'd done that for AJ Brown, like if she would have built her relationship <laughs> up with AJ Brown. Yeah. There, there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, so edge at, at uh, number 11, I, again, I apologize to everybody for the technical difficulties. Uh, my little, my little adapters 
all fucked up. I need to buy a new one. So I just apologize. keep you updated. I've already I've already read the quote. I've already talked about the quarterback, and I've already talked about the uh, edge positions of like, you know, whether it's Nolan Smith, maybe Nolan Smith, but Will Anderson. Like, I just don't see that there being a guy at eleven that they desperately have to have. Well, and I don't. I don't think it's terrible to go that position at that spot in the draft. I, I think there's tons I, of value. I think with the players that are going to be there, it is. Maybe. I guess if you just go independently and just say, all right, if they take an edge rusher with one of their first two picks or they trade back and take an edge rusher or that's the position that they are targeting in general, I, I don't really have that big of a problem with it. It's but not it's like... specifically sticking at 1.11, 111 to draft an edge and it is just it's will anderson or the upside of crazy town lying son of a bitch nolan smith <laughs> is he the only guy you like there after after the top like tyree I, wilson I, after those i'm guys? not really in on tyree wilson lucas van ness is trash he's the most overrated player in this Man. draft and i've thought he's been the most overrated player in this draft brian Breesy, i'm out i mean like there's no other edge rushers there specifically that I would think that is worth 1.11. Miles Miles Murphy had every single team in the NFL at his pro day, so or whatever it was. Um, I, I listen. We we said last week on or Monday on the show, Jackson Smith and Jigba is something. where we landed. Know, almost every other every team goes to every pro day. They have at least one representative. <laughs> Sorry, I meant uh, there was a lot of hub hubaloo or hub hubaloo or what's the right word? Um, I I just think it's. I thought it was an interesting take from Miller. He generally is pretty well connected. He pretty much knows what he's, what's going on. I thought the trade conversation was interesting. The quarterback stuff, the stuff you already addressed when my technical difficulties were. But I mean, basically, place. he's just saying that they haven't came out and said that they're doing that directly, which means that, hey, guess what? Right. They're doing it directly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I mean, I, listen, I wouldn't be surprised. Frankly, there's offensive line, receiver, corner, edge. That's where you that's where you get value in the draft is that that position, you know, in that early teens, that's where value is to be had is those positions. So uh, I'm not really surprised about any of those, because especially some of those are a position of need or maybe a layered position of need at corner, for example. Um, so I don't really think there's you know, it, it is what it is. We'll keep an eye on it. I thought it was interesting that the trade talks are from outside the building. I thought that was of note. If that is actually true, then I think it's super interesting that the only there's no. There's no basically there's no source right now inside the Titans saying that they're going to trade up. So I think that's that's interesting. So with that in mind, <laughs> brought to you by Sinkers and the Kingston Group, all the technical difficulties brought to you by Sinkers and Kingston Group here on a football show. Um, with that in mind, just trading up for a quarterback actually work. That is the question. And I've got uh, basically 31 trades since 1970, which is the modern NFL draft, have taken place in the first round for a team to go up and get a quarterback. And before we get into some of these names and how we're going to label them and then ultimately land on a conclusion, I would like to ask your opinions on some of the trends. Of the 31 trades, only three of them took place before 1998. So from 1970 to 1998, that's the first, basically the first 30 years of the modern draft. Only three times did a team trade up to get a quarterback. 1975, Steve Barkowski. Uh, 1979, Steve Fuller, and 1990, Jeff George. Obviously, Jeff George is pretty good. Steve Barkowski did play for like nine years, and Steve Fuller was eh. Uh, but only three times, which means it's happened 28 times since Ryan Leaf in 1998. What do you make of that trend in particular, Zach? Well, I think it's just it's trading up for a quarterback is just very rare in general just because 
the the teams at the top in the position to draft the quarterback are the ones that need the quarterback. It just so happens to be that these last two years has been Trayvon Walker and and um uh the Bears who already have Justin Fields, so the Jaguars already had Trevor Lawrence, and then this, and then the last one before that, I believe, was Jared Goff. Uh, when the Titans had the number one overall pick and they traded up, like so, it's very it's very different because of how teams now in the NFL. Basically, back in the day, it was running the ball and defense, right? Like that's how you won games. That's who your successful teams were. Yeah, you pass and yeah, you had a couple of high flying offenses, but generally that's what it was. So the guy, the people that were generally up at the top were the ones that didn't have the, the didn't have the quarterback and, right. and really the quarterback value has grown over time as, as, as more teams become more athletic everywhere, you need a quarterback that could take advantage of your personnel's athleticism. And I think to your point, the game going more offensive, the rules going more offensive. I think the fact that we have more, analytics and coverage of these players make gives us what we think is maybe more knowledge about these players. I mean, look at you, you were, we were on the S two bandwagon way before the national media caught up to the S two stuff. And and frankly, half the league is not yet on the S two stuff. And now this diagnostic mental processing is all the rage. And that's just more information to try to better accurately project players. And so therefore, if you think you found your guy, you're probably more likely to go up and get them uh, in the last seven years. It has happened 13 times. So in like so so out, again out of 31, 13 of them have happened in the last 7 years since 2016, which would include both Wentz and Goff in that particular season in have to have a quarterback. 2016. So I think there's it's all these different market forces going and I think to, and you've said this a lot like people overvalue future picks to mm -hmm. some degree. And if you think you found your guy as we've said all along, go get him. And so I think all this combined means teams are more willing to go up and get draft picks. Now, what's interesting in a very broad sense, I think when we first, the NFL first realized that this was the right strategy, let's call it 2004, five or six ish around then. I don't let's know. Say, I almost think that the golf strategy is, I almost think it's like the, the golf uh, timeline split, the golf nexus event. Like, okay, I think that, that's the real, the real one. And or that maybe, maybe the, the Redskins trading up for RG three was like the 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 idea of we have to because that's the same year they also drafted Kirk Cousins. You know they traded up for RG three, then draft Kirk Cousins later round. That that's a Shanahan you know um, team over there, right? Like uh, Kyle Shanahan was was over there, and they were trying to find a quarterback. They would rather draft two quarterbacks and just let them duke it out and end up being Kirk Cousins was the better one. So, and I think what's interesting is there's a difference between going from, there's a lot of these guys that have teams that have traded from the second round into the last five to 10 or 12 picks of the first yeah. round. And almost all those guys have been bust with the exception of Lamar Jackson. Right. We'll, we'll right. get to That's that. That's why they were way down there. You know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right. Let's get to that. But I do think I, I would go back to 2009 because the Jets traded from 17 to five to get Mark Sanchez. That's the third pick in the draft. So they went from middle teens up to the top three, which is kind of, it's not exactly where the Titans are, but close-ish. And the the five or six times before that, which would have been, other than Michael Vick in 2001, which was the Falcons going from five to one to go get him, 
you, you had Kyle Bowler, JP Lossman, Jason Campbell, Jay Cutler, Brady Quinn, Joe Flacco. And then in 09 was Josh Freeman and Mark Sanchez. And then there was another seven or eight years of busts. And then in 2016, you the last 13 of these is when you start to see the benefits pay off. So it does feel like in the last seven years, more has happened, but more have been successful if you look at who they who they were. Yeah, I think there's more teams in that time frame from like 2016, 2022, because I've kind of talked about it this year a little bit. It's like, I don't expect the trend of teams desperately needing quarterbacks to continue because eventually at this between this draft class and next year's draft class and how contracts have been laid out these last few years, almost everybody's going to have a pretty close to a top tier quarterback or at least above average one. Now you, now you're just going to, then you're just going to be battling age, right? Like how old is my quarterback before I try to get rid of him? But is it really the right time to get rid of him? And then contracts. Like I, I feel like the amount of teams, the, the bubble's about to burst for the quarterback market in the, in the sense of supply and demand. I think that's a really interesting take because I think you could have said that maybe about some of these guys we're about to talk about. And then after the fourth or fifth year, everyone realizes, oh, that guy's not it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, and maybe there's a few of those guys right now in the league where we think somebody could be a starter. Again, Trey Lance might be one of them. He's undecided. We don't know if that was a good decision by the Niners or not so far. But they got Brock Purdy, so it really doesn't matter, right? Like, when <laughs> you're talking you're right. about, when you're talking specifically about the quarterback market, okay, if Trey Lance isn't the guy there because he doesn't know that he, he can't come to terms with himself balding and is trying to cling to these <laughs> these little hairs on his head, and Brock Purdy's the guy, then it doesn't matter if Trey Lance, it matters in the ter term of what we're talking about, but does not matter in the terms right. of the market because then you still have Brock Purdy and he's going to be your guy for a while. And he kind of proved that he could be the guy in a quarterback friendly system. I, I guess maybe that's, a, I, I probably picked a bad example there. I, what I mean is, is that there are guys right now that we might think are in quote unquote starters entrenched as starters, maybe even getting paid pretty well that three years from now may, maybe, you know, cause again, a lot of these guys that we may call quote unquote bus or just guys that were traded up for, I mean, a lot of them started 48 games, 65 games, 73 games before we kind of realized as an NFL collective, oh, that this isn't, this isn't it. This is not going to be the guy. So maybe there's a few of those in the NFL, like Daniel Jones comes to mind, right? Like, and they just uh, paid him though. So they just paid him, but like, Maybe three years from now, after six or seven years in the league, we realize he's not it. I don't, I'm not saying that that's yeah. going to happen. I just, we just don't know. Um, I mean, there will always be like one or two teams. I just don't know if there's going to be like, obviously, this year, there's a copious amount of teams that could technically use a quarterback. But those that don't get a quarterback this year are probably going to be in the market for the quarterbacks in next year's draft. Right. And then, Next year, I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams that need a quarterback next year. When you really think about it, maybe I'll do that as an exercise coming up soon after the like draft it. is over and look at projecting out who is going to need a quarterback and win and see what the market looks like. Uh, well, Titans could be at the top of the list next year, potentially. They're they're at the top of the list right now. <laughs> they might be. Um, so let me, let me throw out the, the first category here, which is undecided. We just don't know. Yeah. We don't have enough data. And there's of the 31 that have been, I mean, Frankly, I'm going to remove the old three as well, like the guys before 1998. And if you want to, yeah, I mean, Rob I'm I'm with you. Like, here's the thing: let's do the last 10 years to 15 years max, yeah, yeah. just because 
that I really it's just the last 10 years. I, I I'm kind of like over. I know that people in college love to do this there for data and historical context, like for data purposes, it's like 10 years, man. Like it is a 10 year cutoff in the NFL because the NFL evolves almost every 10 years. I, th- I think that's fair. I was going to start with Michael Vick in 2001 and just call it 20 years. And cause that's where the vast majority of all these trades well, he's have awesome. Happened. So there you go. And, and, and he works, but the, the, oh, there's only four before that Ryan leaf, Jeff, George fuller and Bar- Barkowski. So I'm going to remove those four. Yeah. Um, Vic was Vic is a star. I'm going to say Vic is a star. Are you okay with me calling him a star oh, quarterback? Yeah, in the sure. NFL? Okay. So the, the category of undecideds are Justin Fields, who the bears feel pretty decided about apparently. Yeah. I uh, feel pretty decided about it too, but in the opposite way they feel <laughs> decided about it. Trey Lance, which is a complete unknown. Um, we don't know. Mm. And, and Jordan love for the Packers. Which yeah, is I think, unknown. I think Jordan love is the most undecided out of all those guys. It's, I go back and forth on Trey Lance, right? Because I want Trey Lance over Malik Willis, but I don't really want Trey Lance <laughs> as a franchise quarterback, right? Like, I don't want to hinge my hopes to Trey Lance as a franchise quarterback because availability matters. Experience throwing the ball matters, and he just doesn't have those things. So I almost want to just, like, I know it's probably a little early to write him off, but I'm, like, way on that line of just saying, yeah, I'm, I'm good on Trey Lance. Like, so... And I and I can totally see that line of thinking. I still think there's plenty of opportunity. If Geno Smith, if you're on the eight-year Geno Smith plan, then Trey Lance has still has a chance. Geno's so, was more of like he kind of sucked. It wasn't that he couldn't <laughs> stay healthy, right? I mean, like, is there a little bit of a difference there? Sure, sure. I just mean it's too early and to Gino's make any. Hairline, it's still strong. Still strong. <laughs> still strong. Strong uh, enough. Is there any direct? Have you can you do a stack in the inbox direct correlation of follicle challenge versus? Uh, you know, athletic success in the NFL. Gosh, I don't know if I, if I've seen an NFL player that has that bad of hair, <laughs> like, like it is bad. Like yeah, it's bad. How do you look in the mirror and say, that's it, bud. That's it. This is the look I'm going for today. <laughs> well, so uh, you, you talk a lot about not being uh, super tall and I, I have to, as someone who does not enjoy my follicle situation, um, and looking at, and your, at your handsomely quaffed hair, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not one to talk, uh, about people's hairlines is what yeah, I'm but saying. At least here. you're wearing a hat. I mean, like, could you not true. throw on a hat or something <laughs> like it's a valid point. So why, why the- would you even not tell them to delete that? Hey, Hey man, delete that picture. Let me go grab a hat or something. <laughs> Let me you, fix this. You would think players have a little bit more control over the social media department, but, uh, all right. So of the 31 trades, four are too early. We're not counting them. Yeah. Three are undecided. So that's seven down out of the 31 we're down to 24 trades total, including Michael Vick in 2001, to look at. I count five. Here, here's the interesting category. The most interesting category for me is that the vast majority, the largest chunk of these guys, these dudes, are all just guys. There's a handful of are busts they we'll like get to. Ryan Tannehill guys, or are they worse okay so what would well, be well, a well, worst well, ryan Tannehill? uh mark sanchez comparison? okay worse so like, than, yeah it's worse i was trying than, to do something you know now like baker mayfield's okay all right that's but baker mayfield's not on the list so i know but i'm just saying i'm trying to i'm trying to give the people a comparison carson to today's Wentz. world well he's unemployed He's not as good as Ryan Tannehill. He was somebody traded up to get him. His team won a Super Bowl and he had some good years. He started 92 games. And he was games. the reason they were even in position to get a Super Bowl because right. that was a year they were talking about MVP Carson Wentz. 
the point I was bringing up is that the largest category over the last 22 seasons of drafts, the largest group, give or take a little bit of leeway, good or bad, is just guys. Guys that just started and were not elite, but didn't suck. There's a handful of total busts, and there's a handful of rock stars. But the biggest category of quarterbacks that have been traded for are guys who just kind of started 70-ish games. Some of them got to the playoffs. Some of them A lot didn't. of that's the, the quality of the draft class, too. Like, it was Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, right? Like, if Jared Goff is if your number one guy and the team in the number one spot need already traded up to get him, and you're still a, a team that needs a quarterback, you kind of have to trade up to get Carson Wentz. Like, because Guy, right. I mean, it's like right. it's golf. Then Carson Wentz. So I so I'd like to know who you would consider successes, stars worth the trade up, because I have five only five times out of these 24 trades and really out of the 31 total. What I call like a a star was acquired and a guy who could win a Super Bowl. And, and I, Flacco technically is on this list, but not on the list, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Well, Which I mean, one... he deserves to be on there. I mean, he he gave them a lot of good years, and he got him a Super Bowl. Like, if I feel like if you got the Super Bowl, then the trade-up was worth it. How, I mean, how could it not be worth it? That, especially when you went from uh, 26 to 18. Yeah. To, to go get the quarterback at yeah, the you time. Didn't have, I don't even think they had to give up that much. I mean, they're trading up for the kid from Delaware. They Probably someone, <laughs> the team they called, like, yeah, we'll take it a little bit extra. A, a fir- they swapped first. Yeah. And then they tra- gave up a third and a sixth. And they got Joe Flacco, who started for over a decade. And got a fucking Super Bowl. And Super worth Bowl. So, so, but, it's, but he's not a star. But yes, worth it. Totally worth it. I, I think that, I mean, though, he's not a star. But, I mean, he became a household name. He got paid a lot of money. And he got you a bunch of winning seasons. He got you a competitive year. And he got you a Super Bowl. That is a success. And And his career, and this is the irony of Joe Flacco being on this list, his career statistics are virtually identical on a per game basis to Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Vir- virtu- virtually identical. So here's the stars to me. Uh, Buffalo went from 12 to seven to get Josh Allen mm-hmm. superstar. Um, Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson, 32nd pick. So a little unusual, but they went from 52 to 32 in 2018. Got Lamar Jackson, Kansas city went from 27 to 10 to draft Patrick Mahomes, obviously superstar. Where do you fall into Sean Watson? The 25 to 12, Deshaun Watson on the field in his he's, time in Houston. To me, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson are like in a tier in between the just it's like almost the the yet the unachieved or the underachieving stars. Like to me, they 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 are underachieving. See, that's kind of like I, I, like I would say that it's trading up for Joe Flacco. The reason why I keep going back to that is because isn't what he did totally worth the trading up for? And I know he's technically not a superstar, but there's a good chance Lamar Jackson will never win a Super Bowl. So which trade was really better? Does it no. really matter that they're superstars or does it matter about the success? I, I, I Because I he was a franchise quarterback, right? 2008 all the way to 2018. I mean, you got 10 years out of him in a Super Bowl. He, he started 163 games. Now, I think Joe Flacco is absolutely – there's there's probably a difference between worth yeah. the trade, smart We move, probably should have hammered this part out a little bit. <laughs> well, we, we there's a bunch of different categories here, yeah. and I think this is part of the fun conversation is like where, does all, where do all these guys – because, again, like – 
Because he, the, he meets everything, right? He was a young guy. He was a franchise quarterback. He won a ton of games, and he's a Super Bowl. How is that not considered a superstar of his time? I, I mean, I think people are like, oh, he's just clearly obviously not as good as Patrick Mahomes, but who is? Well, yeah, but right. yeah, I mean, like Josh Allen would be the closest guy on this list as good as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yes, I, I think the, or, I think I Deshaun Vick, I mean, but he didn't get a Super Bowl. So I have Allen, Mahomes, Watson, Vick, and Lamar as the five sort of superstar talents that were you acquired. You would almost have a Vick tier. Like it's a Mike, it's Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson are on their own separate tier. They were obviously young, electric franchise quarterbacks, but they never achieved the ultimate success. I think that's I think that's fair to say. And then and Watson is so complicated because it was yeah, worth the trade up. Really, just turn it right. It, right. it was it was clearly worth the trade up. Had he been the Deshaun Watson that we all thought he was, and he on the field he was great. He was he was elite. They won divisions. They played in playoff games. Like he he had a career path of being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Top top seven, top five, whatever, if he wasn't this other person, <laughs> apparently, and then it would be totally worth it. But can you predict that out? You know, and again, I'll be very clear about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was beloved by all humans in the college sports world, media fans, coaches. Like this is a guy that everyone raved about. He was given tons of money to charity and doing charity work in the Houston area for years. Like this was a lot of this was a huge surprise for a lot of people that were around him at Clemson and other places. So I think it's worth the trade up for Houston. It just didn't deliver uh the way i think the yeah, talent it almost becomes now is it worth the trade up or was it is the browns is it worth the trade trade for for the browns um was it worth the trade up for what they they didn't have to give up a lot right no they went from 25 to 12 and gave up two first round picks including the one at 25 yeah so they gave up that's one extra not pick. really bad for what you got out of watson yeah yeah, I mean, I would, I would, in in yeah. hindsight, I would still make that trade. I, I agree. Um, BH2 asks, how was Allen a tier above those other guys? I think pure talent, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are above everybody else. Pure yeah, talent. Yeah, and I would still put Josh Allen underneath Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Sure. But the, the trade up for Josh Allen was a drop in the bucket. They did it twice, and they gave away a player in that, Cordy Glenn. But other than that, they really did not trade a lot of draft picks for Josh Allen at the end of the day. Cause the first trade that they did were just position swaps. They didn't even throw in an extra trade. And I believe the second trade only took an extra second. So it's like, if you're talking about in terms of, is it worth it? It is oh. totally worth it for Josh Allen. Yeah. There's no question. If they, they went from 12 to seven through various maneuvers. Josh Allen went a Super Bowl before Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson as well in my head and projecting uh, it out. Yeah. I think that's totally normal to, they gave up two twos essentially. Yeah. They swapped first from 12 to nothing. 7 and gave up two twos, which is nothing. Uh, but again, on in the grand scheme of all of this, and I think this is the most important takeaway, and and we'll, we, maybe we shouldn't say this part now, but uh, to me the most important takeaway is that this is extreme. It, it, it works extremely rare. It is very rare that the trade-up for the quarterback has worked, but it has worked a lot more recently. And I think those are the two most important things to consider in your head is that it, it's it's there's a lot of garbage on this list we're about to discuss. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of garbage here, uh, but in the last four or five years, you've gotten Lamar Jackson, you've gotten Josh Allen, and you've gotten Patrick Mahomes out of the deal. So there, it's it's the hit rate is getting a lot better. Is that just Andy Reid knowing how to how to evaluate Patrick Mahomes? I I don't know. I don't know if it's you know I don't I don't know if there's anything we can we can ascribe to that or say that it's going to continue. 
Okay, is the golf trade worth it? So they went from 15 to 1. They gave up two firsts, two seconds, a third. Jared Goff start, has started 100 football games, and he led them, and he got them to a Super Bowl. I would got them say to a Super Bowl, and they were able uh, to trade him to get Matt Stafford and then win a Super Bowl. So technically, yeah. they got a Super Bowl because they had Jared Goff. I, uh, you know, my first reaction would be like, nah. But when and you Jared put it Goff's like that, pretty good in Detroit. Like maybe they kind of gave up on him a little, a little sooner, uh, a little too soon. And but they wanted that Super Bowl. But in the end, they wouldn't have gotten Matt Stafford if they didn't have a Jared Goff to send in return. So here's my question about Goff, and maybe Wentz to another degree. What what category are those guys in? Because they're not superstars. They didn't win the Super Bowl specifically, but they're not. Bu- they're not even close to hey, bust. Goff will this year though. Um, <laughs> The uh, I guess I'd put Carson Wentz kind of like with the where I think Trey Lance is going to end up, and if the Titans had traded up for Marcus as well, it's like the the people whose careers got derailed by injury. Okay, okay, so our, like the RG three group. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah. That'd okay. be good. So here's the other group I would like to throw out there: the Jay Cutler group, which is a guy who's too good to really move on he's from, so but he's too good to move on from, but not really good enough to win anything. He's a he, he's a he's got a lot of pure ability. Um, again, Jay Cutler started 153 games, got to an NFC Championship game. The the Broncos in 06 went up from 15 to 11 to get him, so they didn't. They all they gave up was a third round pick to go get him. Now he was better technically. He played longer for the Bears, but to me, Jay Cutler's just a guy. Like he's just an average NFL quarterback, and a lot of yeah. these guys sort of fall in the Jay Cutler category. Can I ask you a question? How come nobody makes a pro comp of Will Levis and Jay Cutler? That's that's actually really good. I, I thought about this actually yesterday. I didn't know it's not it bad. I didn't get to bring it up on the show, but the personalities kind of remind you of each other, right? Yep. And they, you know, they have this weird personality about both of them, even though Will Levis is a little bit like kookier, I guess you could say. But they, yeah, Jake, they have Jay was more. Yeah, they had this off putting aura Bro. about them. They're bros. Yeah. And They're then, bros. like, can't you see like Will Levis slinging it like Jay Cutler and being turnover prone like Jay Cutler? But in the end, he's just a guy, right? Like yeah. the ceiling for Will Levis's success, I feel like is capped at a Jay Cutler. Type that that might that's actually pretty good. Like I would say they're both kind of broy. They're both about the same size. Will Levis is a little bit more athletic. They both have pretty big arms. I think Levis is probably well. They both were kind of liked in their locker room in college. Uh, if Will Levis got wasted and destroyed a phone booth uh, in Lexington, then I would say they're carbon copies of each other. I think yeah. Levis. I think Levis is is more committed to the game. I think Cutler's big issue was that he just didn't care. Like he just, yeah. which is what made him a great reality TV star on Very Cavalry, one of my favorite characters in the history of reality TV. Oh yeah, he was awesome. That's the only reason we watched it. It was just Amen. For Cutler. A- Amen. Um, but I think Cutler's the ca- so like. Let me go like total bust here. Ryan Leaf total bust, but he's kind of too early for this. Um, JP Lossman total busts. Yep. Played thirty three games. But um, hey, the Bills traded up for him. They should. They <laughs> don't need to listen. You draft all these quarterbacks. You got to quit drafting quarterbacks when you don't have success. That's what Titans fans are saying. And um, you, what did the the uh, the Trent Edwards, EJ Manuel, and JP Lawsman are three draft picks that the the, uh, the Bills have spent on? And you know what? They didn't quit. They didn't give up because you have to have a quarterback in this league. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, the Browns are going to be a perfect example of this here in a second. Uh, the Browns traded up from 36 to 22 to draft Brady Quinn in 07. He started 20 games. Uh, they traded the Broncos on here multiple times as well. They traded up in 2014 to draft Johnny Manziel, 26 to 22. He played eight games. <laughs> the Broncos have done it a bunch of times. They traded up for Cutler. They traded up for Tebow from 43 to 25. He started 16 games, but one of them was technically a playoff game. Uh, they also traded up from 31 Lamar to Jackson, 20. Tim Tebow, same amount of playoff games. That, well, uh, wins, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Broncos traded up from 31 to 26 to draft Florida man, Paxton Lynch, who has started a grand total of four games. Um, Josh Rosen. That is Will Levis's floor, by the way, is Paxton oh, Lynch. God, uh, don't, don't insult. That's even insulting to Will Levis. Uh, oh, that's insulting to Paxton Lynch. The Arizona Cardinals moved from 15 to 10, gave up a, their first rounder, obviously, a third and a fifth to give Josh Rosen 16 career starts. So that's a total <laughs> bust there. Um, those would be the quote-unquote total busts, like guys that just had no business even being on a roster. Then there's this just a guy. Sam Darnold has started 55 games. Clearly uh, a bust. He is not a just a guy. Okay, so he's there's another tier then. I think he's bust a bust. And, uh, he's, okay. he's a bust. Why okay. would he not be a bust? He well, stinks, and they traded up for him. I, I mean, I, I would agree. I would put him, if I had to, I'd put him in the bus category, but he's played a lot more games than... Yeah, but playing games and being Paxton shitty Lynch. at it is is not a, is not a good barometer, right? I mean, like, okay, look at it this way. Drafting Sam Darnold, him busting for the New York Jets, led them to drafting Zach Wilson, the, him busting, which has led them to pursuing Aaron Rodgers and not even talking to the Green Bay Packers for like the last two weeks. Great. It's great. Um, all right. Mitch Trubisky, is he a total bust? To start total also, bust. Absolutely a total bust. Worst Start, trade... Starts to me are not a, a good barometer. It is what you did with those starts. No, to totally agree. And frankly, that was the worst trade, in my opinion. Two threes and a four to go up one spot to draft for a Mitch guy. For Mitch Trubisky who, was ridiculous. For Mr. Trubisky, which is yeah. absurd. At the um, time, it was absurd. After the draft, it was absurd. Before the draft, it's absurd. Like that was one of the most visually and objectively unanimously absurd draft trades by yes. everybody. I don't think anybody liked that trade. Kyle Bowler, I think, is a total bust. Uh, oh, yeah, four, sure. 41 up to 19, the Ravens, and gave up a second and a first to get him in 03. Started 47 games. Terrible. Um, Jason Campbell, seven, is he just a guy or is he a bust? He is, he's the epitome of just a guy because wasn't he what okay. in like the 18th or 20th uh draft pick or something 25th pick uh 25th. they traded up they traded up from the third round to go get him he started yeah. 79 games in the nfl career so again i think he's he, below, he had a, he's he had a couple different stops here and there but you know you're just kind of taking a chance because if your next picks in the third you know he's not going to be there in the third right so you kind of have to trade up to the 25th to get him but like i i think he is definitely just a guy. I think he's the border of bust and just a yeah. guy. Like he's kind of the fringe, which is where I put this next guy, Josh Freeman, who's technically they traded up two spots to get him, which I guess technically puts him on this list, but they gave up a sixth round pick. The Bucks did in 2009 to get him. He did start 61 games for them, but yeah, it's not I, really bust. I would just say just a just, guy, just a trade. It's almost like it's just a trade. <laughs> Mark I mean, Sanchez, he gave up a sixth round pick, which is nothing. Mark Sanchez, just, just a guy. guy. But yeah, three AFC, he's not three a, AFC championships. Yeah, he's not a bust because he goes, he got, while we talked about it off air, why he's not the reason 
you went to three FC championship games. Him being able to just run the offense at average at best helped a lot and let the team go to work. Like yep. that's how they got to three AFC championship games. Like he just did just enough and three AFC championship games matter. How much did they end up giving up for Mark Sanchez? I never remember. Uh, they gave up three players and a second round pick to move from 17 to five. So really, uh, and I don't remember any of the names being all that special. It wasn't like all pro left guard or whatever. Like the, the names were not all that special, but they gave up three players and the second round pick to go from 17 to five, which is a big jump. Um, he started 73 games for the Jets. They went to three AFC championships, the butt fumble, Rex Ryan, all the stuff that we know about him. I would call him they below gave up Jake. Kenyon, they gave up Kenyon Coleman, Abram Elam, and Brett Ratliff. There you go. That was it. Uh, that's, a pretty, two, that's a pretty good trade. I think so, too. 2010 and, and, and a 12 pick jump into the top five. Yeah, that's a that's big jump. Bad. Uh, Tim Tebow, hey, we talked about. Okay, let, let's let's break this down. So they're they're at they were what pick twelve? Is that what I said? Seven seventeen. Okay, pick seventeen. So the Titans are pick eleven. Let's get up to pick uh, um, pick three by doing th- these <laughs> these players. Okay, so we would need to give up Malik Willis. Uh, who who's our Christian third Christian, Christian Fulton? Yeah, Christian <laughs> Fulton and defensive end Kenyon Coleman. Um, I guess Rashad Weaver. Rashad Weaver. You give those three, and I think they also had to give up a second round pick as yep. well yep. to go up to the first. Hey, or to go up to the third third overall, I'd be all in. So Rashad Weaver, Malik Willis, Christian Fulton, the eleventh overall pick, and the forty first overall pick, and you go from eleven to three. Yeah. yeah, I think you do. Yeah, I think you do it. Yeah, yeah, I think you do it. I think you do it absolutely. Uh, you Tim Tebow, your first round picks later on. So I mean, why not? Blaine Gabbert from 16 to number 10 in the pick. They gave up a second round pick and that was it. He started 48 games. I would call him a bust. Yes. Yes, for okay. sure. All right. RG three in 2012. I think he, he would have been good if not injured. He, they went to the playoffs yeah. with him, but you got to put him in the bust category because that matters. Injury matters. I, in I think, my opinion, I think so as well. This, and some of this is also where you went and did it right. Like again, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, they went up from 40 to 32. That's a very different trade than going from 17 to five. Um, he's started 60 plus games. He's been a, I think he's, I think he's, I think he qualifies as just a guy because he's a good enough player to be a starting quarterback. I thought that he got the raw deal in Minnesota when they let him go because he was putting up some numbers with Stefan Diggs. Uh, Manziel bust in 14. We talked about Paxton Lynch in 16 bust. We've talked a little bit about golf and Wentz. I think they are above just a guy, but they are not. They are not on a, on the Joe Flacco tier. I'm not, They're not, I'm not up sure there. where to put Wentz, whether he's just a guy or if I, th- I think he he got it. I think I think for the Eagles, he got them he got them a Super Bowl win technically by what he did in the regular season. So to me, if my if I'm going to say that it's worth it for Joe Flacco, even though Joe Flacco gave him a ton more years, but it's mainly because of the Super Bowl, because that's really all you're trying to do, right? You're trying to get at least one Super Bowl out of the trade, and they got it. And both of them got, got it, technically. So, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, so that's Goff and Wentz in 16, and then there's, there's Trubisky, Mahomes, and Watson in 2017. Trubisky bust, Mahomes and Watson are what they are. We've talked about and them. We, yeah, we talked about those. 2018, there are four separate times somebody traded up. Sam Darnold, total bust. Josh Allen, superstar. Josh Rosen, total bust. Lamar Jackson is also in a sort of a different category, but technically I would put him in, in superstar category. Then you've got Jordan Love in 2020. And then in 2021, you had Trey Lance and Justin Fields. I think Fields is, is developing. 
2022, there was no trades. So again, I think the big takeaway here is that lots of teams have been trying it more often in the last 20 years, that it has worked for five star quarterbacks. And then three other times they got a Super Bowl out of the deal, right? The Rams, the Eagles, and the, the Ravens. So it's worth it, right? So you're talking about a third of the time you get either a star quarterback or a Super Bowl. If you, if knowing that math, that one out of three, you'll get either a superstar or a Super Bowl through various methods. And then the other two out of three, you're probably getting one, just a guy. Or number th third option is total bust. So you have a 33% chance basically of getting just a guy, a total bust, or a star. What do you do? Does it change your I'm, opinion? I, I'm always trading up. If, if, I, if I feel that I got the guy, like in this draft, I think it's Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson. I, really? I, have, I have, you know, at the earlier in the year, this is how I felt. I felt it was Bryce Young and nobody was close. And then... I'd say I was very surprised Anthony Richardson, but I could see why that he came out, but I could see what people see in him. And then I was down on CJ Stroud. Then I kind of let Twitter's CJ Stroud love fest kind of infect my brain and my reasoning. <laughs> and, and then I'm coming back down to earth, coming off the CJ Stroud cloud yeah. as it were. Ooh. And I'm realizing that, a low S2 score, which we can discuss S2 in just, in just a little bit, that it's it's not it predicts that the speed of the game is not too fast for the quarterback. So think about that. Malik Willis, the speed of the game is too fast. Now, a quarterback like Justin Fields, it's not too fast. The problem is everything else about being a quarterback for Justin Fields. <laughs> and that's what it's going to be like for Will Levis, right? He's just going to make his bad decisions quicker. It's not going to be because the NFL is faster. It's just because yep. he yep. makes really bad decisions really quickly. Yep. So um, that's where I'm at on the Will Levis thing. But to go back to C.J. Stroud. Uh, hey, but quickly, Elliot says, Will Levis is Rex Grossman. What do you think about that? Eh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's that's a Super Bowl. They got they got to a Super Bowl. Yeah. But, that's, but you know, that that's not going to happen in today's NFL because it, that was a defensive dominant performance. That doesn't really happen in today's NFL I, anymore. I also Rex Grossman was also like six foot too. Yeah, like six Will foot. Levis born in the wrong generation. Like if Will <laughs> Levis was like a '90s quarterback, I'd be everybody'd be all about him. He'd be great, but he's if, just not that time. If Will Levis took over for Terry Bradshaw in Pittsburgh, everybody yeah. would love him. <laughs> um, so the CJ Stroud thing. So it's like low S two score, plus being horrendous under pressure in college. I mean, just horrible when he was pressured. He was pissed poor minus the ohio state uh surrounding cast plus the speed of nfl defenses just equals a big recipe for disaster for me and cj stroud i'm back on the train I i'm like not it. letting the one georgia because someone literally asked uh in my mention yeah but i mean what about that georgia game do you think that's just an outlier well that's the one game everybody could point to and if that's the one game that you could point to out of the many games he's played that's the very definition of an outlier. Yeah. So to yeah. me, it's just like the 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 odds of CJ Stroud being anything more than like if you would call Ryan Tannehill just a guy, CJ Stroud is likely gonna be just a guy, even though I think he's gonna be a tier down below Ryan Tannehill. So that is why I am just kind of like 
I don't know if I – I think it's Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young, and I'm staying away from every other quarterback. Uh, so for the sixth show in a row, I will predict once again that Anthony Richardson is going to go number one overall. Uh, Elliot says, didn't Stroud have a trash S2 score? Thanks for listening. Uh, we just got done talking about this, Elliot. We, we love you, uh, Elliot, but yes. Uh, Bryce I will Young, say this. Since Lance's ear line has already came out and said that he did not score well, I can't tell you what he scored because that violates violates a bunch of stuff like the exact score. But I could tell you, I'll give you a range because these scores are percentiles, right? Shitty. <laughs> yeah. So the scores are percentiles. So when someone scores a 97, that means they are the, in the 97th percentile. They've scored better than 97% of quarterbacks in the NFL. And and Bryce Young was recorded at 98. It's been reported. Yes. He's scored, yeah. He scored a 98. Here's where I'm at on C.J. Stroud. I will tell you this. If 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 you could give like a F minus minus, <laughs> like I basically he failed. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. if you would say that I would yeah. say there is probably a range of I'm going to sh- overshoot the range. I'm going to overshoot his grade. Okay, so this is not his grade, and he's not near this grade, but he is under 30, 30th percentile. You're doing a lot of tap dancing right now. Um, it was Will piss Le- poor. Will Levis. Very, very, yeah. very, very shitty. What percentile was he in? The shitty percentile. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, Elliot, you said Grossman was horrible. That was not a compliment. I, I will say this. I think the, the comp. hate Will Levis. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason I said that Grossman was better is because he actually, and I say this not because of their, their college careers are relevant, but that Grossman was a great college player. Will Levis was not. That is a diff- that's a difference right there on their resumes, and they're very different shapes and sized players. And one had success in the NFL. I think if Will if he has if Will Levis has Rex Grossman's career, I think he'll be happy with that, frankly. Um, so I, I know what you're saying there. And and again, Kenneth also says this: not enough people talk about C.J. Stroud being surrounded by four first round wide receivers and an elite offensive line, along with being the clearly most talented team on the field every time they took the field. They had a clear talent advantage over every single team they played with the exception of playoff games. So just, just that, that, that matters to CJ Stroud and to Ohio state. So um, I think the, the long, you know, the long winding takeaway here is Anthony Richardson's going to go one. Bryce Young is going to go two. you better trust CJ Stroud. If you're going to go up and get him at number three, like you better, you better trust him. Uh, I don't think they do it. I don't think they do it. <laughs> yeah, I think they're I think they're going to end up staying and everybody's going to be really disappointed. Uh but I think that's it is what it is at this point. I I, I if Anthony Richardson what you got to hope for is that I am wrong and Will Levis goes number 1 overall. That's what you have to root for if you're the Tennessee Titans or CJ Stroud. I mean, then, I tra- then then trade up to number 3 right away. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, the data is pretty, I think the data is pretty interesting. I may put some stuff together here and throw it out on, on Twitter or on the, the YouTube page or whatever, um, to try to lay all this out, but because it is interesting to look at. Um, uh, but basically since 2001, when, when Michael Vick was drafted, there's been 24 of these trades, a third of them have resulted in stars or Super Bowls. A third of them have been giant busts and a third of them have been giant, just a guy. So you, that's the information you need to work with when debating, statistically what is the probability of the Tennessee Titans going up to draft a quarterback what could happen and it's it's kind of a third a third a third and and we wanted to dive into those numbers and give you guys some good thoughtful nutritional content as we do here on a football show brought to you by sinkers and Kingston group Kingston group of course buildkg.com is the website um, if you have any questions about your house you don't even need to use them they will help steer you in the right direction they are a community resource 
Make sure you check them out. The Kingston Group, buildkg.com. Sinkers, the defending champion, number one liquor store in the city. Sinkers beverages, of course. Search Uber Eats, Zach Lyons. Search Uber Eats. They drive so you can drink. Search search Sinkers and have the booze delivered directly to your house. Uh, Of course, the tickets for the draft party. For those of you who are loyal listeners, I know a lot of you, Elliot, I know you're going to be there. Tim, I know you're going to be there. Joe's going to be there. I know a lot of you guys are... I've already got some tickets, but there's only like 10 left. So if you want, the tickets are in the Facebook show notes, the YouTube show notes, and in the comment section on YouTube as well. So there's your link. We're not we're not distributing it just yet. We want to make sure you guys who are loyal to the show get opportunity to come hang out with us first. It's all going to be for charity. Open bar. You know, the food's catered by Jasper's. It's going to be a fun night, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll do a live show when the Titans go on the clock and some giveaways and some other stuff as well. So uh, big, big night coming up on April 27th, uh, two Thursdays from now. So. Uh, otherwise, I think that's about it, Zach. Uh, check out Stack in the Inbox. Check out F Words Pod. Check out all the other great shows from the 440 Sports Network. Zach, any parting words? Uh, I will say this. I am, uh, I've been writing about these wide receivers and comparing them like two-tone blue dudes, comparing them to like Titans draft history with San Francisco and the Rams uh, sprinkled in. Uh, I regret the format I have chosen to do this in and spreading and like focusing in on many different ones. So for next year, I'm already prepping what I'm going to do. And in fact, uh, tomorrow's article is going to be a lot different than the previous articles in the fact that I have revamped the the formula, but I'm never going to do simple, like one by one profiles ever again, because I don't have time to get to all the other positions I want to get to. And I've really taken up a chunk of my time doing the data, but Quentin Johnston is the, so far, I only have like five or six left. Quentin Johnston is the highest scoring two-tone blue dude. Interesting. He's closest to a Titans-like wide receiver. Oh, I see what you mean. I, I follow you now. From a comp standpoint, I got you. Yeah. For uh, basically taking the, all the data of all the receivers drafted since John Robinson and Rand Carthon has been in the Rams, this is Quentin Johnston is the closest to being exactly what they want he's almost got a score of 100 and and knowing the titans draft history at wide receiver i hope they don't take him knowing that (laughs) information (laughs) Uh, please do not listen to me listen (laughs) if i was working for the titans and i was doing this analysis and you know doing these grades doing all these formulas because i've been correcting them as i go and changing them and i came to quentin johnston and they said what's his score i would lie (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> the field is just not there for me. I just can't it's, do it. It's not consistent enough for me. I think he's got some ability, but it's and not consistent. And that's what you guys need in the Titans for an office is someone that's willing to lie because they have conviction. Yeah, there there you, ha- there you have it. Um, all right, so F-Word, Stack in the Inbox, all the other great shows, Sinkers, Kingston Group, all you great listeners. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. For Zach, I am Braden. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you next week.